latest on gadgets and stuff with Kia Vice resident, handsome nerd. It's Tech Tuesday with Rich DeMuro. KFI AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here on uh, Tuesday morning, January 10th. Boy, it is wet. We're looking and we are experiencing a major storm. Uh, another one coming in next week, and this one is uh, doozy, especially up in Northern California. Uh, what, 14 people have died already? Uh, the flooding that's going on is uh, overwhelming. And we have um, reporters all over Southern California. We talked to Blake Trolley earlier in Studio City. Steve Gregory is coming up at the bottom of uh, the uh, at the bottom of the hour. Uh, so uh, there's uh, plenty more to uh, talk about. Well, uh, what do we have going on right now here on KFI? Well, there's a new show every Saturday, 11 to 2, right here on KFI. It used to be. Leo Laporte, Leo's retired, and uh, coming in or has come in is uh, the one and only uh, KTLA and KFI's tech reporter, Rich DeMuro. Good morning, Rich. Hey, good morning to you, Bill. And uh, where are you now, KTLA? Yes, uh, in the studios. Thankfully, there's no rain in here because, man, today is a doozy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you've got reporters out in the field, and there you sit having uh, a nice cappuccino from the machine and enjoying yourself. Hey, you know, I used to cover hurricanes, tornadoes, uh, wildfires in my early years before I uh, focused on tech. So I know what they're going through. Believe me, it's it's not very nice. Yeah, one of literally one of my favorite, favorite uh, video uh, views is the reporter, uh, a reporter sitting there in a hurricane and literally being swept across the screen, sideways, oh, uh, yeah. feet up in the air. That is the best shot in the world. Um, oh, yeah. I, I mean, look, I remember getting woken up at, like, 2 a.m. by the producer in, like, I don't know, wherever we were covering these things. And I'd be like, why do I have to get up this early? Like, well, this is the worst rain. It looks the worst right now. And we'd go and we'd stand in a puddle. I mean, it was it was pretty wild. But uh, believe me, here in Southern California, it's very serious today because, you know, there are a lot of considerations with this stuff. So stay safe. Okay, so uh, let's go right into the Rich on Tech, our uh, Tech Tuesday, and uh, a couple things. Um, uh, a little bit of retro. Uh, Iowa is coming back with a boombox, literally with a boombox? Yes, literally. Do you remember this brand? Do you remember back in like the 80s, uh, 90s? Yeah, I didn't even know it existed anymore. Well, it doesn't until now. They, they relaunched uh, you know, at CES this year. Uh, and some little trivia about it. It was originally founded by Sony, which I did not know. Uh, but Iowa, A-I-W-A, if you remember that, uh, known for basically premium gadgets but at a cheaper price. So I think at one point, and I'm trying to remember from when I was you know, younger, I think this was like Sony's like less expensive brand. Like you wanted the Sony item, but if you couldn't get it, well, I'll get this Iowa one. It's just as good because it's made by Sony. Uh, but now they're coming back with all kinds of retro headphones, boom boxes, and I saw these things at CES, and yes, they just look like old-school boomboxes, but they're brand new. One of them had a tape player, a CD player, a DVD player. Um, I don't know what the appeal is of this, Bill. Like, I'm not sure if this is going to be successful, but I definitely think it's going to get a look from consumers when they see these in, like, a Best Buy and be like, hmm, that's interesting. 
Fascinating. Boombox is coming back. That is absolutely hilarious. Uh, wireless TV. Now, what's that about? I thought TVs were wireless anyway. Well, you still have to connect a, a an HDMI cable to the back and also power. So two different companies tackling wireless TVs at CES this year. The first, LG, they had a wireless TV. And the idea is you put all the components for this TV anywhere you want in the room, and then there's sort of a transmitter box. And that can be 30 feet away from the TV. So you connect your you know DVD player, your cable box, whatever you got, your streaming devices to this little device. And then that beams all the information to the television wirelessly. Now, the TV still needs to be plugged in. This is still very expensive. It's still a concept. But, you know, over the next couple of years, we're going to see this technology implemented. Now, on the flip side, there's another company, uh, and this is a startup that's uh, called Displace. And they are doing the same thing, except the entire TV is wireless. So there's no plug for the TV. It actually yeah. runs on batteries. See, that makes more sense because when you're talking about wireless, uh, you don't have to run that cable to a, uh, a wire connection uh, that you put in the wall, but you still have the plug going down, yeah. plug cord. So, so what good does that do? Right, exactly. you got to get rid of the plug if you want this thing. And I, look, you know, for so many years when I moved into apartments, where did you put the TV? You put it wherever the cable came out of the floor or wherever the plug was or wherever it was most convenient. Basically, wherever they set it up, the last person uh, had it that way. So you would do it the same way. Now, with the ability of wireless TVs, you could take a TV outside to watch you know, the game on Saturdays, whatever. I mean, there's a whole bunch of uh, possibilities. But the reality is, the point is, this is going to happen. This is going to be a thing in the next you know, five, ten years. We'll see how long it takes yeah. to happen. And probably less than that. Uh, CES is over. Uh, and so uh, we talked a little bit about CES uh, prior to the actual opening of the show. And let's go back to it. Uh, any surprises that you went, and I want to repeat that, any surprises that came down that you were pretty impressed with? I mean, look, the show, you know, number one, it was definitely filled compared to, you know, the past year, like last year. Uh, they didn't, they didn't usually CES releases like a number that they say how many media went, how many people went. They haven't done that yet, which I find odd, but it's only been a couple days since it ended. Uh, but last year they said about 45,000 people this year, they were expecting over a hundred thousand. It definitely was that way, but there was a little trick that they employed last year. And this year, one of the halls that they typically have exhibits in, they didn't have, but uh, it didn't really matter, though, Bill. There was so much to see there that there's no way you could see it all. There's just there's just a lot. I mean, um, I just you know I just have in my camera like things I'm still going to show on TV and the radio because it just like keeps going on. Like how many little things I saw. Uh, is it uh, because it's incremental advances? Uh, we've talked about this before. There are no major advances uh, TV technology. You don't have like four G TV. Uh, or 4HD the TV. Uh, you don't have uh, new technology that's coming on. You certainly don't have the iPhones of the world or the iPads. Uh, is it getting just a, a little bit old and not very exciting? No, not at all. I think that uh, I, I think that the the naysayers about CES say that, and they say there's nothing to see and it's boring. It's just not the case. I mean, if you're into technology, why would you not want to see? Over 3,000 items on display. I mean, 3,000 companies are there. 
They're not there for fun. They're there to show off cool new innovations. Now, not every one of them is mind-blowing. Not every one of them is going to be something that you say, I need to put my hard-earned cash down for. Uh, in fact, some of them are quite silly. I mean, but it's stuff that you're going to buy, and it's stuff that is going to be in Best Buy. And it's stuff that's going to change, you know, the way we do business and the way we travel and the way we shop. So it, it's just a lot of little things that are, yes, a lot of it's iterative at this point, but it's still slowly evolving the way we do things. Mm. And that that comes into play in so many different ways. Um, you know, like I said in years past, everything's getting a connection to the Internet, right? So you think about like a pill bottle. You know, it's smart now. It knows when you take your pills. It's a small thing, but if you have a loved one or a family member that, you know, needs to take their medicine on time, it's a, it's a big thing. Uh, anything on robotics uh, that has uh, really improved year to year? You know, the, ro the robots are not progressing as fast as I'd like, but I did see um, one robot that they actually have working in uh, Caesar's Palace. And this was a robot that delivers you a cookie shot, a chocolate chip cookie shot. I know it's not like a, you know, very functional for like Amazon or whatever, but, you know, it just goes to show that we're seeing more robots. I think the biggest place we're seeing robots right now is uh, food, food automation. And uh, I know there's actually a, a Chipotle here in uh, Southern California that's using a robot to make chips right now. And they're testing that out. I mean, I've seen so many different robots, even in the hotel that I stayed at, they had several machines that were robotic that would serve you pizza, a slice of cake. So, I mean, it, we're just really seeing the progression there with robots and food is going to be a, a big, big growth area. Yeah, I'm assuming at this point robots uh, that do make your food, do make uh, the drinks, et cetera, are basically gimmicks uh, as opposed to something solid. I remember I was on a cruise ship. And they had the robotic drink maker, which yeah, filled tipsy, up an entire bar and must have cost a quarter of a million dollars. And it sort of did okay, but a, a bartender would do a lot better. Uh, well, yes, but there is. Okay, so on that note, that's more of like a visual robot. Like it's kind of fun and entertaining. And I think that's the, the purpose there. But there's other robots that are being developed for what's called back of house. And so let's say you go to like a Chili's. You don't need to see the, ro the, the, the bartender, you know, fixing your drink. It's not like that. What was that movie back in the 80s where the Tom Cruise was the, the bartender guy? Cocktail. Cocktail. You know, not every experience needs to be like cocktail. You know what I mean? Like you order a, a rum and Coke at a Chili's, you don't see the person making it if you're at a table. So they've got these robots that are making drinks super high speed in the back. And by the way, with precision, they're not putting an extra you know, uh, an extra millimeter of alcohol in, you know, uh, as opposed to what the recipe okay. calls for. All right. I'll buy that. That you resonates. Know, that's right. money savings. Got it. It makes sense. All right, Rich, uh, you're actually now off uh, <laughs> uh, this Saturday, 11 to 2, uh, Rich on Tech. And uh, that's right here on KFI. His Instagram address at Rich on Tech. Uh, Rich, once again, goodbye. Okay. Stay I'm dry. walking away.